Welcome back to episode four, the bonus episodes that we're doing here. Gosh, this one is so much fun because I'm bringing in my closest friends, guys that have become deep friends and partners actually in kingdom ministry here in Kansas City and even perhaps extending beyond that um, that have happened through Disciples Made groups over the last 10 years. And the guy that I'm bringing to the table today has probably been the longest friend of all of these. His name is Paul Ward. He's a business owner of a couple of different things here in Kansas City. We'll find out about that uh, here very soon. But Paul, you were in the very first Leaders Made group. Before we get into all that and kind of how we met, which is a funny, funny story, tell us just a little bit about you, your family, uh, and a little bit of faith background. Just let somebody get the, the context of your story. Sure. So, yeah, we do go back to the original. Uh, but yeah, moved here from uh, well, small town, went to K-State, met my wife um, on a blind date, actually. And then I told all my buddies the next night I was going to marry her. And I did three years later. How about that? Uh, I've been married 16 years this coming May. Congratulations. Uh, got two little kids, Ty, my son is eight, and Lorelai is five. And you never have to wonder what she's thinking she will tell you <laughs> she likes to come knock on my i actually for folks that don't know this i actually office in paul's uh kind of uh, second campus of their company here in vision wealth and uh lorelei doesn't mind knocking on my door and telling me what i'm supposed to do next <laughs> right and ty will come sell you a book that he'll he sell me a book right. <laughs> that's true so yeah that's that's a family and then uh Faith background, you know, grew up in church, great family, two older sisters, my folks, um, just couldn't be more proud of them. So always kind of grew up with that faith background, was a believer really as long as I could remember. And then kind of went through the whole high school, college journey that a lot of people do. I don't know, maybe, maybe the Phipps crew didn't, but, um, you I know, was an angel. Yeah. Yeah. Just ask my mother. <laughs> so, absolute angel. <laughs> so really turned my back on that, but you know, had the seed planted from, from growing up. So after college, after getting married, settling down in Kansas City, um, turned back to church and and started going on Sundays um, again just to get plugged in so from something I knew that was going to be beneficial for me long term. Sure, sure, very cool. So tell us a little bit about your um, your entrepreneur nest. To me, I think you're just uh, entrepreneurs. Entrepreneur, you're always seeing opportunities, but. What do you what do you do the most? <laughs> the most. Okay, I'm glad you clarified. Yeah. <laughs> How much time do we have? Exactly. Uh, what do I do the most? So I co-founded a company called Envision Wealth um, almost nine years ago now, and we've got 15 of us now that serve individuals, businesses, in financial planning, retirement planning, investments, taxes, really anything that has to do with money. Um, that's gone nationwide now for a client base. Hmm. Uh, my day-to-day -day role in that is really dealing with my own individual clients and businesses and really just trying to help them make the best financial decisions they can make to achieve whatever they're working toward. And you've started a real estate company that's kind of a... Uh, Got a real estate company going with my father-in-law, um, an insurance company. Uh, but really what I enjoy the most is woodworking. It just doesn't pay as well. So. <laughs> It does not, but you're good at it. I've got uh, furniture here in the office to prove it. So, okay, let's jump in. How we met. It's probably more fun for you to tell the story. I'll tell the story. <laughs> so I had been attending Westside Family Church where you were the pastor. Um, so I knew who you were. 
And in, I believe it was Labor Day of 2010, my wife's brother, my brother-in-law, um, had asked you to uh, officiate their wedding. Yep. And so I show up to the wedding. It was at a nice country club. It was a beautiful day. Sun was out. And I meet you outside of the clubhouse and introduce myself. I said, hey, I'm Paul Ward. You said, I'm Brian Phipps. I said, I know who you are. I go to Westside. And you immediately said, oh, man, you should lead a group. <laughs> I was the group's pastor, and I was right. uh, intentionally recruiting, that's for sure. And I said immediately, well, maybe I should join one first. <laughs> so mm. we had been attending Westside. You know, my story there was, like I said, we got back into church, but, you know, I would show up five minutes late, a little hungover, sit in the back row, not say anything to anybody, and, and leave before we left. So that's my church journey up to this point. And uh, really, after I said maybe I should join one, I think K-State was playing in the clubhouse. So I went in and watched the football game. I don't think we discussed anything after that. So they get married, uh, headed to the reception. And I walk in, ready to have a good time, have some drinks, probably dance, eat some good food. And we have a signed seating, and I'm looking for my nameplate. And I come upon it. And you're sitting at the table. And I'm like, <laughs> really? What a buzzkill. Like, I'm at the pastor's table. So we ended up having a great night, had a glass of wine with you. I think you guys had to leave early, probably because you had little kids at the time. Yeah, probably. Um, but, you know, that having that conversation with you that night really spurred really what this whole thing's about and you being able to relate to people outside of the church. Because mm. even though I was going, I was really somebody outside. Hmm. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I remember that look on your face when Carol and I walked up. Like it was really close to the front, and I didn't. I we I normally like just kind of hanging back and letting families be together. And I saw this look on your face, like he is not happy that he's got to <laughs> sit next to the pastor. And that really is kind of part of the conversation that we've been talking about in this little bonus season. Here is what are the things that are in the way? What are the preconceived notions that pastors might have about business owners or leaders? And what are the preconceived notions that business leaders might have about pastors and what kind of insights can we glean from these wonderful relationships that have evolved and mutually beneficial relationships that have evolved you are probably going to share here in a little bit about how disciples maids kind of affected how you lead in your family and in your businesses and in your other uh, relationship networks and uh, i'm going to ask you kind of how you think you've helped shape this. I know one of your answers, I created followers me. Right. He's still going to take credit for that one. But anyway, so that's where we're kind of headed. What do you remember some of those preconceived notions? Can you double click into any of those? Uh, you see my name at the table. What are the assumptions and why was that a not cool proposition on the front end? So there's nothing against pastors that I have, right? I just normally don't party with them. Right. So that was so that that was my preconceived notion of it. This is this is gonna kinda kinda kill the night. But uh yeah, I mean I mean since then, um I mean a lot of pastors are my friends now. That, that's true. And uh you know, they're just real people. Yeah. They just work in a different setting from pretty much everybody else. That's for sure. That's for sure. So uh let's continue to tell the story Uh, We enjoyed the time with you and Ashley there at the table, and we did invite you to be a part of a group, and you actually came. We had just started a big initiative at Westside Family Church called Live Like You're Dying. You came to the house uh, for that group, and we met a guy, Christian Fisher, giving him a shout out. We need to let him know that he's actually on this podcast. Yeah, hey, Christian. Yeah. 
and uh, then I was busy into the multiplication thing. And I said, Christian, you're clearly a leader. I uh, would love for you to take over this group. Um, and if you do, you can join my, I'm starting this thing next year called uh, Disciples Made. It was just it's what we you call Leaders Made now, but it was called Disciples Made then. And who do you want to be your co-leader? And I had an idea. I said, I want it to be Paul. He's like, it's Paul Ward, no doubt. So what was that like? Kind of going from, I don't want to start a group. Maybe I should join a group. And now I'm co-leading a group with Christian and I'm in this Leaders Made thing now. Yeah, so we did exactly what you wanted to do. Um, we just added an extra step of uh -huh. me spending 10 weeks at your house. So, yeah, I mean, that that invitation to DM at the time, which is now Leaders Made, um, you know, it wasn't sugar-coated. It was, hey, this is intense. It's a lot of reading. It's a, you know, high interaction, a lot of accountability. And for somebody that's only spent 10 weeks in a small group, <laughs> you know, that was a pretty big challenge. Sure. And, uh, but I mean, as a as an entrepreneur, we, we love those challenges, hmm. and so it was a great fit and uh, an incredible experience. Yeah, how would you say disciples made as a whole? Because uh, you did, you went through that disciples made, the leaders made thing, twelve month thing, uh, and then you really were a big part of the ideation of followers made. What became followers made, and then you went through followers made, and then you've done leaders made again since in fact with a couple of people that have been on the podcast with me mitch and mike farrig we're all in the same group together yeah so mitch and mike farrig were actually in my triad no way i don't know if you remember that i don't i don't that's just cool the networks the relationships that happen when you disciple like-minded people it's crazy uh so what would you say over the years uh, has been the biggest impact from disciples made in your life that shape how you lead uh, your family, uh, your your businesses, your networks of friendships, your dreams. What would you say? Man, that's a big question. Um, to me, it, it all starts with me and my relationship with God, and I've never been a part of anything else that has had that structure to develop those habits of daily reading, daily journaling. If I don't have that, that doesn't translate into my home life or my work life or mm -hmm. anything else. So just the structure of it. And, you know, sometimes early on, I can remember it, it was kind of like checking a box, but sometimes it's good to check a box. Yeah. If you're struggling and you just got to get through. Um, so really just digging in my own personal relationship and, and learning more. It's not just reading the Bible, but through that group, having different, uh, you know, not arguments, but different ideas on what does this mean? Sure. And those conversations going back and forth, I can tell you I was the newest guy in there by any means. I, I don't know if you remember, we took that practice test. I think I was like, oh, for 30. I was oh, for whatever. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons. Kind the of theology test. Before and after theology. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, just going through that group, I remember back at the end of 2011 for Christmas, we sat down and we talked about what are we thankful for for that year? And we had all these rocks and we had a black Sharpie and I wrote DM. Hmm. I don't know if I ever told you that. Mm -mm. So, I mean, that's how impactful it was on, on me. And so that's just, you know, spiral webbed out into family life and work life. And, and honestly, with some of the things I've stolen from you, some of those ideas and how to lead a group, you know, the groups I lead now are holistic in that it's not spiritual is not just one or the whole thing, it's one of seven areas. And so we're able to take all those ideas and spread them across. And then it just, 
you know, really helps us to communicate to people who might not know Jesus or might not be in church or have any interest in that. That's where I was hoping to take this conversation next, actually, because you've taken these ideas and you've innovated your own experience that you call the wheel and that you've worked with other, you know, Disciples Made graduates and friends and all to actually create a little app that helps people kind of measure six areas of life, like financial, intellectual, relational, family, uh, business and all these other things. And and that thing is scaling out that and that's your innovation. Yeah. I mean, all based on your ideas and other people's ideas. I mean, yeah, I just steal everything. <laughs> Nothing's but, new under uh, the sun. Not charging for it, so it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, just being able to, for me, looking at that hub and spoke of the wheel of spiritual, career, family, finance, health, social, intellectual, this isn't how it is for everybody. Sometimes the spiritual is just one spoke, but for me, it's the hub. Yeah. Like, how does spiritual impact my family? my career, my finances, my health, mm. my intellectual capacity. And that's good. My social interaction with friends. So. Man, I love that. So what would you say has been your, how would you perceive that Disciples Made has been shaped the most by your influence? Like, um, where, where would you see, apart from followers made, <laughs> this is a running joke for us from a long, 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 long time, which is a, which is a blast. But if there was one thing about uh, disciples made that's distinct, uh, and you think that perhaps had as much to do with your influence, anything else, what do you think it might be? I don't know how much I've influenced disciples made other than you and I's conversations. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Or okay. even if it's shaping me, I mean, I did create followers made but <laughs> if it comes to to our interactions um you know i've seen you really from the beginning of it i mean i met a pastor whose email was life group dude mm -hmm. you went from hey s start a group lead a group to let's go from addition to multiplication right and what i like about what what you've done is i mean you've walked away from security mm. and God's had favor on that. I mean, this thing's rocking. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of things that I would say you have shaped me with. One, which uh, I'm surprised you didn't think of this off the cuff on your own. Is that you are always the guy in the group that said, dude, just keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. This is really simple. And it's amazing to me how you can splinter out with so many different entrepreneurial ideas and keep it simple. And then, But then you think that through and it's like the only way you can do that is if it's really simple. And that's always in my head. I'm always like, how am I overcomplicating this? Keep it simple. So that's a big one. And the other one is uh, you got this young guy that I look at. There's not many guys that are that much younger than me that, as you are, like mid-30s, like 36, 37. 30. Seven. 37. Just had yeah. a birthday. There you go. 37 years old. There's very few 37-year-olds I look at and go, I want to be like that. You know, just strong, confident, disciplined. You make your decisions and you execute on a annual and probably a quarterly basis on your own personal goals and things like that. Very disciplined like that. It's like, I want to be like that. But you also um, had that voice to say, Brian, you can do this. I don't know why you're not doing this. You have all the, you've been a voice that's kind of helped me take some of those things. So I really appreciate it. Appreciate your influence on my life personally. 
uh, your investment into uh, just helping to shape disciples made. Last thing here. Um, we're trying to evaporate, actually vaporize that wall between church leaders and marketplace leaders. What, it, assuming that our audience here today is primarily pastors, church leader types, what would you, as a business owner, say to pastors would make your desire to want to hang with them at that table at your wedding increase? What are two or three things they could do perhaps differently that would make you welcome them at that, uh, at that table? Yeah, I think uh, just being open. I mean, everybody's their own person and unique individuals and, and nobody's that much better. I mean, it doesn't matter what your job is, if you're a pastor, if you're a business owner, if you're an employee, whatever it is, um, it's all an equal playing field. And I think we can all get caught up in kind of our own false sense of reality of let's say you're a pastor and you have all these people to report to you i mean that's your go-to that's your crew branch out you know i've I've seen it with you this year and how you've branched out and just interviewing other people to get to know them and there's a lot there's a wealth of knowledge to be shared from business owners and really anyone just like when i showed up at your group and got a zero out of whatever how many questions there was (laughs) you were the professional in that sure I mean, a lot of pastors, a lot of church leaders aren't trained in the business Hmm. sense of things. So, and it's fun and and everybody's willing to help. I mean, if there's a shared common goal of let's grow this thing for God, Hmm. then get out of your church and meet some people because they're open to helping. Uh, I have found that to be very, very, very true as we come, like you said, with a posture of asking questions. And uh, being wanting to learn. Be curious. I love that. Paul, man, thanks for uh, being you. Thanks for being on the show. And uh, look forward to our final guest coming up next week. He's going to be fun. Paul knows him. His name is Marshall Doherty. See you next time.